Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, beloved owner of the Griffith Park merry-go-round passes away unexpectedly. Disney Cruise Line and Adventures by Disney cancel departures through the end of October 2020. And in the only bit of good news this week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ends the tri-state travel ban. All that plus housekeeping and the team discusses anything they want, anything, at the end of our show. From various locations around the internet, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is a Diz Unplugged, episode 1901. No, that's not right. Episode 1091. Sorry about that. <laughs> Skipped ahead 900 episodes. <laughs> For the week of August 11th, 2020. It's going to be one of those shows. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disney Universal, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or any other cruise line vacation. Join us at the, on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. Um, I just want folks to know that uh, Pete is doing fine, getting a lot of questions. Why isn't Pete doing the show? Is he sick? Is everything okay? Pete is fine, healthy. Um, he's just taking a little time off from this show because he's got a lot of other stuff on his plate at the moment, so he's taking a little bit of a break kind of happens this time of year we all get a little bit of burnt out and you know try to try to cut back on a few things as much as we can kind of one of the reasons why we haven't been doing the dream show it's just there's a lot going on so pete will be back i don't know if it's going to be next week or after that but i know he's planning on coming back so he is fine uh i'm also happy to be joined <laughs> via skype by our team members we have kevin close hi everybody we have uh, Denny Sunderly. Hey there. Julie Martin. Hi, y'all. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Craig Williams. Oh, hi, hi. Guys, thank you so much for being here this week. Thanks for joining me. Um, again, strange week in news. We got, a, we got more news stories than usual, but they're kind of short, so we should be able to go through those pretty quickly. Um, Denny has agreed to read the news for me. So I'm going to let her take it away, Denny. All right. So the first news story today, um, Julio Gazdinsky, co-owner of the Griffith Park Merry-Go-Round, passes away. Ju uh, Julio, forgive me, Julio Gazdinsky, beloved co-owner and operator of the Griffith Park Merry-Go-Round, passed away Friday, August 7th at age 49. Gazdinsky had worked at the carousel for 30 years and was bequeathed half of the business after the death of the former owner in 2011. He became the caretaker of the attraction and took it upon himself to touch up the paint and make sure that things were working uh, smoothly. The, this kind and compassionate uh, man took great pride in the carousel and, in a 2017 interview, had this to say of the attraction. We have 66 horses, all jumpers. We have a few horses that were carved back in 1895, so they're actually older than the merry-go-round. Those are the jewels of the carousel. While some are concerned about the future of the merry-go-round now that Julio has passed, Jerry Hans, president of the Friends of Griffith Park board, had this to say. We're going to do everything to take care of the carousel and find good ownership and continue to keep it where it is. Former employee Iris Pineda said that Gazdinsky visited the carousel during the pandemic and that he had made preparations such as calculating physical distancing for the queue and installing plexiglass for the attraction's eventual reopening. I kid you not, anybody that he came in contact with walked away feeling a little brighter, said Griffith Park board member Catherine Louise. Disney enthusiasts know the merry-go-round as being the place where Walt Disney, while sitting on a bench with his daughters, and while his daughters are the carousel, first dreamt of a place where parents and children could enjoy a day together. 
Um, we've had the pleasure of meeting Julio several times. Uh, part of our backstage magic trips have been a trip to the carousel in Griffith Park. It's all part of the story, you know. Yeah, part of Walt's journey. The advent of uh, Disneyland. Um, and the things in the story don't even begin, to, in the new story, don't even begin to tell his passion for this project. Um, you know, first of all, he loved the story. He loved the background. He loved the whole connection to Disney. But he also had this sense of history and the sense of preserving the carousel. And any time they raised money, he would rebuild parts of the carousel. So he was very proud to show you the latest horse that got painted or a placard that got restored. It was he really incredible. The sound system, and he was very excited to show you the new speakers and that he could really blast people. Yeah. <laughs> the merry-go-round went fast and the it music was loud. And that doesn't yeah. seem like a lot. <laughs> Until you're on something that's spinning 14 miles an hour. It was, it was like I, the end of uh, that Alfred Hitchcock movie, right? <laughs> Strangers on a Train, isn't that end uh, on the carousel that's spinning out of control? It, um, I went on it. I didn't want to get on a horse. It, it just I, I would have felt bad for the horse. I sat on a bench, and my friend Kathy sat next to me, and we were going so fast that she slid right up across the bench. John was standing off the carousel and trying to videotape it. He said, I can't just focus on it. You all are going too fast. And it made your hair move, and it was a carousel. You know, you think of a carousel, and you always see that picture of a father, like, sort of stepping off it. There were no stepping off to us. I think he did that just for us. It was variable speed and he would do it for kids. It was really, he was really, it was great to see someone who was that excited about that piece of history and maintaining it and keeping it going. Um, he loved it. He did. He, loved and it he was much. just as sweet as could be. He was infectious. His, his enthusiasm was infectious. We had heard from someone who was a little closer to the story that um, not that it matters, but he didn't pass away from COVID. He just, he had a heart attack in the middle of the night at 49 years old. So sad to see that. And if yeah. you're going to go, that's how I hope I go. Yeah. Just peacefully. Right. Not screaming and crying like the passengers in the car. That's a joke. That's an old Joel joke. The only joke is I wanna, when I die, I want to die like my grandfather, peaceful and asleep, not like the passengers in the car who were screaming. Yes, that play that went over really well with this crowd. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Out there. It's just no idea. Yeah. All right, Danny. Next news yes. story. Yes, news story number two. Adventures by Disney suspends most departures through October 31st. In the ongoing effort to ensure that both guests and cast members are safe during the COVID-19 pandemic, Adventures by Disney has announced that most departures through the 31st of October have now been canceled. Uh, the announcement does not include the Southern California adventures. And of course, if you have any questions regarding an adventure that you already have booked or a future adventure, you can reach out to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The experts there can help you out. So a uh, couple things. We don't know why the Southern California trips have not been canceled. Um, it doesn't make any sense. I have an idea why. Why? Because this is almost all, most adventures by Disney trips have to use vendors and outside businesses and hotels. I mean, Adventures by Disney doesn't have hotels in Egypt, so you're using outside hotels. Adventures by Disney, I think this is why, feels that they have the most control over the Southern California backstage magic adventure. And... Like all businesses, I think Adventures by Disney is trying to reopen and trying to get things moving along. It will not surprise me in any way, shape, or form for them to cancel the October Backstage Magic Southern California trip. But I think that's what they're trying to do. And there's a lot of discussion out there. Will these be the trips that they were in the past? And I don't, I don't have the answers to that. But I do know that they are working diligently on trying to formulate a trip that would satisfy guests. I don't know that that's going to happen. I think that the big thing is whether Disneyland opens again. Right. They can wait for Disneyland to open. They got to wait for decisions as far as what would happen in terms of crowd capacity and 
uh, what venues would be open. So they're probably just keeping those open out of hope, but I don't think they're going to go. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to see any European trips this year at all. Don't be surprised if the rest are canceled as well. <laughs> just the way things are going. Yeah. These all are right, the new next... stories that are just a bummer to write when they, this. They must are... be. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you. As someone who sells adventures by day, I'm sure they're a bummer to read. <laughs> sure. To deal with. Bless your All right, heart. Next up. All next right. Sad story. Here we go. Cruise Industry Association extends suspension of operations through October 31st. The Cruise Lines International Association, or CLIA, of which Disney Cruise Line is a member, has just announced that its board of directors voted to voluntarily extend the, sus the suspension of cruise operations for, at U.S. ports until October 31, 2020. The extension applies to all cruise ships that are subject to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's no-sale order. Below is the official statement from CLIA. I'm going to read that statement now. Despite the valuable alignment between CLIA's previous voluntary suspension of September 15th and the CDC's current no-sale order date of September 30th, we believe it's prudent at this time to voluntarily extend the suspension of U.S. ocean-going cruise operations to October 31st. This is a difficult decision as we recognize the crushing impact that this pandemic has had on our community and every other industry. However, we believe this proactive action further demonstrates the cruise lines industry, the cruise line industry's commitment to public health and willingness to voluntarily suspend operations in the interest of public health and safety, as has occurred price, uh, twice prior. I can't speak today. CLIA Cruise Line members will continue to monitor the situation with the understanding that we will revisit a possible further extension on or before September 30th, 2020. At that same time, should conditions in the U.S. change and it becomes possible to consider short modified sailings, we would consider an earlier restart. Not totally unexpected. We don't think that this is the end of it. They're probably going to extend these out even further, but it just sucks. It's just terrible it to hear. More things. I mean, we want cruises to go so bad. We want to cruise really bad. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, a couple of cruises, cruise lines have actually started up. Uh, Costa Cruises and a Norwegian-based cruise line. And I apologize. I don't remember the name. And it's not Norwegian. It's they. they are... A Norwegian company, both had um, sailings recently, and unfortunately, people got coronavirus on those sailings. So, you know, I think CLIA is smart in that they're really trying to make sure that when we do start up, that the industry is as clean as possible and taking as many precautions as possible. But it's really, really difficult to contain. Yeah. And as an update to the article, DCL did go ahead and cancel all of their sailings through October 31st and then um, six sailings uh, in the first part of November as well. So just out of safety, out of precaution, yep. that it might not start up. So why, you know, even worry mm -hmm. about those? Um, the good news is, is Disney Cruise Line is being mm -hmm. really good with their um, passengers, people who have booked you know, full refunds or future cruise credits, depending on your situation. So they're helping folks out, but it's still it's still a horrible thing. You know, you get so excited about a cruise and wanting to go and wanting to sail to have this happen. So, Absolutely. Oh, what else you got, Denny? Well, in Man. Walt Disney World news, Walt Disney World shortens theme park hours starting September 8th. All right, so Tom lets us know that Walt Disney World has adjusted its theme park hours starting September 8th, closing Epcot's World Showcase two hours earlier and the rest of the theme parks one hour earlier. Uh, there is no change thus far for Future World. So starting September 8th, the new park hours will be Magic Kingdom from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Epcot, the Future World portion, will be from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., and then World Showcase from 11 to 7. Disney's Hollywood Studios will be open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Disney's Animal Kingdom will be open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, we're going to continue to update this, obviously, if, if Walt Disney World changes any information on their website. Mm. What do we think this is? Do we think this is just a function of crowd levels? 
I think it's crowd levels, it's operating cost, it's it's we are trying to trim wherever we can kind of yeah. kind of action. Um, it's tough because like for me, Hollywood Studios, I don't think they need to trim their hours at all. It's basically staying busy from open to close. So it it would be fine that way. Epcot is the real trouble spot where it is basically just always slow. Uh, and especially at the end of the night, it would make sense to cut hours there. But at the same time, too, you know, it's everyone on Twitter always has to give suggestions and sometimes they're good. And like I saw one person say, like, it would be great if you could do like a Epcot park hop. So after the other parks were closed, then go over and end the evening at Epcot. And like that would be a fantastic idea to keep that park a little bit more active. But uh, it's and then for Animal Kingdom, I feel like shortened hours are, are fine there too it's really magic kingdom and and hollywood studios i think would definitely benefit by not cutting their hours uh but you know it's i'm sure there are financial decisions behind it uh, why they're doing it but yeah it really it, those are the two parks that it kind of stings a little bit because it's there's plenty of entertainment at both of those parks to keep you going the entire time plus so and the ticket prices are still the same too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So they're still charging you the same amount for even less amount of time. There should be pandemic pricing. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, they <laughs> they've they, those those were the prices pre-pandemic, and there was a lot more offerings with a lot more hours. I'm at what point are they gonna start saying like, okay, we need more people to come, so maybe we need to lower this price or something? I I know there's a ticket out there right now for Florida residents. And I'm sure that that's most of who's coming is annual pass holders and Florida residents. But I I don't know. I, it just seems weird to me that I, I understand what you don't want to cut the ticket price because then it says mm-hmm. maybe the product isn't, you know, that has decreased in value or something like that. But I, 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 don't, I don't think know. they need to cut the ticket prices because you're still the experience you're getting in terms of. Most of the restaurants being open still. I know there are a lot that are closed, but there's a good amount open for you. Basically, all attractions are open for the most part with very limited lines. And as they've increased attendance, it's gotten a little busier, but still you can you can get everything done. So I think it, when you're looking at the value you're getting, you have lower crowds and still a ton of options. So it's kind of making up for it. It's like getting an after hours ticket where you're spending, you know, $120 on an after hours experience that's only two hours long, but you're able to knock out so much stuff in that time and have the park to yourself that it's worth it. So there is a fluctuating yeah. scale on what something's you also worth. Know too. Okay. Um, I apologize for the folks watching live. We just had a little bit of an internet glitch. So I know that the, the streaming stopped. We're going to try to pick up our conversation where we left off. And it was about the uh, tick, the reduced park hours. One of the things I want to say about the reduced park hours is that there is a whole camp of people who are now who are already upset that there's no fireworks, the parades are different. So now you're taking something else away from these guests, and it sort of compounds the issue of you know what else can Disney take away? And I guess what we have to look at is can Disney do something to plus the day and make it worth it for the ticket price you're paying and for the things that are happening in that shorter period of time. I also think there's a sense, another type of Disney visitor, another type of Disney guest. I am a, I go to lots of people and shop and eat and I don't go to knock things out. I don't go to like rack up a score of attractions I've visited. So I find the short hours affects that. You guys who don't go as often or haven't been in a while. Does the shortened hours make a difference as to what park you'll pick? Well, if I if they're only going to have the park open until six o'clock, I'm going to go to a different park. I'm going to go to Epcot versus Magic Kingdom, maybe. Does that affect things? I, I mean, I think so because the effort. It, 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 to say that going to a park is it as effortless as it used to be which was which was still wasn't effortless before is is a lie because it does take a lot you know to be safe precautious all that sort of stuff mentally prep yourself you know if you're somebody that goes all the time and you don't have to deal with that that's amazing for you but not everybody is like that um so 
you know, for me, it'd be like, I don't want to go first thing in the morning because that's when the rush of people are there. Right. And especially with shortened hours, I think that rush is going to get even worse. And and then on top of that, it's like, OK, so I just I'll give it like the two hours, you know, so if the park opens at 10, I'm going to go at 12. But if the park closes at six, but I wanted to try and stay longer, I might say, well, you know what, I'm going to go to the other park that's open till seven or eight because the effort it took me to get here. At least I have a little bit more of that time. And and on that value thing, I I still think they haven't done enough for annual pass holders when it comes to the value of what we've already paid for. They gave us 30 day, extra days so you can go like maybe one more day to Hollywood Studios, maybe two more days to Hollywood Studios or stuff like that. So there is something there is something happening that will have to be figured out if this situation goes on past the end of this year, I think, you know, I'm also concerned about the fact that they've cut. It seems they've cut the hours out at the end of the day this is going to start in september yeah so more florida residents would go later in the day maybe take a kid or something like that so it would make more sense to me to start to open later that to me says well that should be the logical step here but i don't know they don't consult me unfortunately (laughs) they should Everyone should. All right, Denny, one more news story for us? Yes, and this is a little bit of good news depending on how you look at it. So Florida governor ends tri-state travel restrictions. According to the Orlando Sentinel, Governor Ron DeSantis has rescinded the travel restrictions previously placed and extended in July on those visiting Florida from New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Prior restrictions deemed that visitors from the tri-state area must quarantine or isolate for 14 days upon arriving in Florida. And, you know, if any additional details become available, we'll be sure to update our article on the DIS. Good news for folks coming from the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area for sure. This, in my opinion, should have ended a long time ago, considering that that part of the country seems to be doing better. Um and it was putting sort of undue stress on folks. We had a lot of people, a lot of folks cancel their trips because of it. Because how could they spend 14 days in quarantine here, a week, and then 14 days in quarantine when they got home? So um, I don't know that this is the answer to Florida tourism. Bouncing back, I still think you're going to see more people coming from the drive area. But at least it's a little bit better news for folks coming from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Definitely. For sure. All right. Thank you, Denny, for doing the news. I appreciate it. All right. Let's move on to some housekeeping. Does anybody have any housekeeping they want to start with? I do. Excellent. Oh, do you want me to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No, am I allowed? Cliffhanger. <laughs> All right. I made myself smart. Um, we have an Egypt trip coming up next April. April 20th through the 29th, and I still have some spaces left on that if you want to travel with John and I and Pete. Uh, The cost is $78.99, $7,900 per person based on double occupancy. Or if you're a single traveler, it's $10,859. For the dates. Can I say that? April 20th through the 29th of 2021. And everything is going to be better. It's all going to be better by then. Trust me. Uh, we hope Can you to guarantee go. that? I cannot guarantee a <laughs> blessed thing. Um, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to do on the trip this year, so this is replacement for the trip we were supposed to go this past April. So desperately want to do this trip, I can't even tell you. But And we have a handful of spaces. We offered this to the people who were booked this year as a, a replacement trip, and about two-thirds of them said yes. So we have a handful of spots left available. If you'd like to travel with the Diz, come join us. Give me your email address. Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Who else has housekeeping? I have one. Um, I just wanted to let uh, people know, one, this thing on my back is a brace that helps me sit up better because everyone keeps asking why I'm wearing a backpack. Uh, and uh, the second thing is that... Um, I Patreon started offering something and I activated it on our site for uh, anybody that's international that has asked me questions in the past about joining Patreon. It now accepts payment in the form of euro and pounds and you don't have to pay uh, for that conversion anymore. So if you are somebody who has ever like wondered about, you know, uh, 
visiting our Patreon site, becoming a member on there. Um, you can check that out now, patreon.com slash disunplugged. And you can, you won't have to pay like uh, the conversion rate if you're using your bank card or anything like that. So I know we have a lot of fans that are international. So I just, you know, want them to know that they're, that's open for you now. Excellent. Excellent. Pretty soon we're going to be taking, you know, fees in barter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> come and paint my house, and you can be a Patreon. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take cookies if anyone wants. To <laughs> you you could get cookies. a list together, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else with some housekeeping? Yes, I have one. So Magic Candle Company, their scent of the week this week is flying over India. I had to look down to double check that. But yes, it's flying over India. So the scent of roses is what they've um, put into uh, flying over India. And of course, if you want to, if you want to purchase any of the uh, scented products at Magic Candle Company, they have just everything. Go to magiccandlecompany.com and make sure during the checkout process to use the discount code DisneyInfo, and it'll save you 15%. How does that sort of sort of Yep. I knew I knew I could hear the wheels turning next to me. Wait a second. Yeah, it's orange. Anybody else housekeeping? All right. We're going to end housekeeping there. Excellent. All right. So we're going to do our final segment is going to be discussion topic. And what I presented to the team was they can talk about anything they want. We're kind of along the lines of we used to do rapid fires. Um, <laughs> but what I've said is you can expand it to anything. It doesn't have to be Disney related. It doesn't have to be COVID quarantine. It could be anything you want to talk about, anything you want to bring up. Uh, the floor is yours. Consider it like an open mic type situation. Um, just to give people a chance to sort of talk about something that's interesting to them that they're doing. It may not be interesting to anybody else. It may be <laughs> awful. This may be the worst segment ever. Try. So I'm going to break the ice with my boring thing that we've been doing. A lot of folks ask us, what are you guys doing during quarantine? during the stay at home time to keep busy and to sort of keep yourselves occupied. First of all, we don't need to keep busy. That is not a problem. We are super busy, busier than we've ever been, uh, oddly enough. So that's not an issue, but there is an issue with, you know, we don't, we're not traveling anymore. We rarely leave the house to do anything. So we have to find things that are kind of beyond just watching TV and eating. You know, to sort of keep us fine activity. Exactly. <laughs> Which we've mastered, by the way. Um, if they were Olympic sports. <laughs> so something I've done this year um, is I've started to garden again. I've always loved to garden. However, when I've done it in the past, we've traveled. So what that meant was I had to leave it for my assistant Kathleen to take care of, and she would just kill everything. She's a wonderful <laughs> woman. Everything she is, is a lovely person. She is. Do not leave your plants in Catholic no. care. You come home and everything is dead. Luckily, the dogs are still alive. So we've, we kind of consider that a win in the plus column. And she'll say things like, well, it rained two weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I wore it just now before you came home. Right. So um, I've started doing a little gardening, and we don't have a huge backyard. So a lot of our stuff is in pots. And I've been doing from seed, actually. So we have some tomato plants from seed. Very excited about it. I do the little thing where you put them in the planter and you cover them with cellophane. You know, it's very third grade science project. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. And it's like we're in the 1910s. The seeds come by mail. <laughs> they do. That's the other great thing. The other great thing is I've gotten everything through Amazon. Even like giant 50-pound bags of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> They delivered potting soil. Birdseed. We get birdseed that way, too. Yeah, but it's like these giant deliveries come. So I got heirloom tomato seeds. Those are uh, planted. They've grown very tall. The next thing we're working on is some peppers. Um, And then the other thing I'm very excited about was I've always wanted a plumeria plant. And if you're familiar with plumeria, that's sort of the Hawaiian... um, uh, South Pacific 
flower that they use for lays, making lays, very fragrant. And I've always wanted to grow one, and I've read that it can grow in Florida. And so, we have bought those stupid sticks at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival <laughs> every year. And we plant the stick, and it eventually just tips over and dies. Right. Like <laughs> two years later. So, again, Amazon, excellent. I bought pre-started, pre-rooted and grown plumeria. And I was able to put in the backyard and we're doing well with those. So that's one of the sort of small things I'm doing to break up our day and break up my day and keep us a little bit entertained. Mm -hmm. um, I just love it. I've always loved gardening and growing stuff. So Time's up. no, I got one more. <laughs> so don't be surprised all of you in, you know, three months when you start getting canned tomatoes <laughs> and <laughs> tons of tomatoes at your house, because I don't know what we're going to do with them. It's our Christmas bonus. Some, yeah. <laughs> there it's you go. Christmas bonus. Oh, excellent idea. <laughs> a lay and a right can of here. tomatoes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll take some heirloom tomatoes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So that's my big exciting thing. Now that people are asleep, Farmer <laughs> John and, and board them. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to go around. Kevin, what's yours? All right. I don't have anything that time chilling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what we've been doing. Um, I am not a video game kind of guy, but a while back I had to stay in one place for a long time because of some problems with my eyes. And I played uh, Animal Crossing on Nintendo. So I looked for a Nintendo Switch. And what I find is that when I'm looking for downtime and do not want to see people sell houses or redo backyards or any of that, I put on Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Switch and play Animal Crossing. I will tell you, I like it because I don't have to kill anything. I don't have to shoot anybody. I, I, it's just I fish and catch bugs and build <laughs> things. It's, it's mind-numbing. But it's fun mind-numbing. So that's something I've been doing. I've also been cooking more. And I've tried to make a pledge to John that I'm going to try and not get in a rut. I'm going to try and not make cheeseburgers and tater tots every night of the week. So I'm going back through <laughs> your laughing because it's kind of true. Um, sorry. I had an itch in my... Well, when you take that off, people can't hear you. I had an itch in my earphone ear. Um, I've been cooking more. And one of the things that we've enjoyed, and I am not affiliated with this, but I think it's fun, is I'm involved in Misfits Market. Have you heard about it? It is a company that sells produce that supermarkets turn down. Hmm. And if farmers have an abundance of something, you pay, it's a subscription. I pay $22 every two weeks. I pay $20 every two weeks, and I get about 24 pounds of produce. Wow. And you never know what you're going to get. After you've been in it a while, you're allowed to sort of pick what you want, but you get this box, and it, we actually both have fun doing it. So you get 25 pounds worth of produce, and so far there's only been two things that we've taken out of the box and said, what do you think this is? Right. <laughs> and one was a jicama. Oh, okay. Um, it's spelled with a J, right? Yep. Yeah. And I didn't, I had never seen one of those whole, I've eaten jicama, but I've never seen the actual plant. Oh. And the other thing was uh, a yellow squash, but it's a petite yellow squash. And it looked more like um, a lemon or a lemon. Kind of like a oh. lemon. Citrus. So, but um, we've had more salads. Uh, we've cooked more vegetables and that's another goal of it for me it was i go to the supermarket and i go to the freezer section and buy the frozen stuff in the bags that you can microwave for five minutes this is actual fresh vegetables and yeah. we are um part of our goal is to use everything up before the next box comes the next box arrives and also eat more vegetables it's if you're going to look it up online it's a misfit you have to add an s to that word market now, you can get a code and you can share the code and you get a percentage off. I'm not even looking to do that. I'm just looking to introduce this to people. I think it's a great idea. And this is getting stuff that might have been thrown away anyway. And if you don't care what your potato looks like or you don't care if your 
one carrot is this big and one carrot is this big. Um, <laughs> I had a beet the other day, a red beet that was about the size of a football. And the, and the idea is that no one in a market would ever buy that beet. So we cooked it. All right, that's that. I think for, I think for that, like someone like Julie – you know, opening it up once every two weeks and letting the kids see everything and sort of discovering it. I think it sounds like fun for kids. I'm with you, Kevin. I think eating more vegetables is great. So that's a great idea. And you can add to your box. They send you a list every week. Do you want any of this thing, any of these things added to your box at a small cost? But, and you can, if you've got a bigger family, they have a bigger subscription box. It's just John and I. And most weeks, I'm sorry, I just don't use enough celery to get oh. every two weeks to give us a lot of celery. And we don't want celery anymore. Um, so look into it. I think it's kind of fun. Did they do I mean, fruits too? Yep. Fruits okay. and vegetables. Yeah. We got bananas and cherries and whatever is usually in, um, in, in season. season. Okay. Comes and then it, again, like I said, it's misfits. So the other thing is like occasionally it'll be like this whole box of stuff and then like one potato because they're, <laughs> they're, they're reaching a pound. They're trying to reach a poundage, but there's always some either some kind of potatoes in there. And again, they're not perfect like you see in the Publix. They're kind of misshapen. They might have a dent in them, but it's all edible produce. And they're really good if something happens that your box arrives and something's damaged, they are really good about fixing that. So I think it's a great thing. And I think it's a great way to use this stuff that might otherwise get thrown away. You didn't think you'd have enough stuff. Well, I got one more. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) I I don't read a book. Julie and I have talked about this for a long time. Julie likes physical books. I like books where I can increase the font size. You like to read it on a tablet. <laughs> One word per page. Yeah. <laughs> you never read the large print books? Yes, except for one thing. John's dad needed them. And we went to several bookstores, and there were six romance novels in a textbook. <laughs> and they were this thick. <laughs> so you got the big and it's like, what do I do with this book now? My if table everything feet. was in large print, fine. <laughs> I've also reached maximum storage in my house so keeping my books digitally i read a lot yeah so when i used to go on cruise i would take four or five books with me and leave them in the library um i keep my books on digital because also besides not only being able to make the print a little larger i can read at night because they're backlit i tried doing that i had book lights I think I went through 75 of Because you'd fall asleep and they'd hit you in the face. <laughs> or John would reach over and try and turn it off and wake me up. I am reading an author that I love. And I just found out that there were, he released a bunch of books that I wasn't aware of. His name is Eric Larson. And Eric Larson's probably his most famous book is The Devil in the White City. Oh, I know that book. <laughs> it's um, about the Chicago World's Fair. And it's pretty much the first serial killer. It's about this first serial killer. So it is fictionalized fact. I mean, there are conversations that are recounted that, you know, there's nobody there that could recount them. But it's based around fact. In that one, there's a Disney connection because Walt Disney's father was one of the construction workers on the White City in Chicago. So I thought that was really great. I've read another of his books called In the Garden of the Beasts. And that is an American ambassador living in Germany leading up to the rise of Hitler. Wow. And even though you know how this all turns out, you know the end of the story, I found it very, very tense. I was nervous. I was thinking, why are you people not seeing this? Why are you not acting on this? So I thought that one was really good, too. I just found out that there's two more. One is called uh, Splendid and the Vile. That is actually it. Splendid and the Vile. About um, Churchill's rise in England. And the other one is called Dead Wake. And it's um, all the stuff leading up to and the sinking of the Lusitania. So there's some historical stuff involved. There is, he writes a really good, tense understory to it. So I'm really enjoying him. So that would be my recommendation. Look at Eric Larson. 
His first name is E-R-I-K-L-A-R-S-O-N. And they're all available on Amazon, but I find them escapist, but I learned something from them. Yeah. And there's they're based on fact. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Can we show five more? No, you've okay. done like 12. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Moving on to Denny. Denny, what about you? What have you got for us? Okay. So um, back before the closure, the temporary closure of the parks, part of my uh, job to cover for the site were all the cool snacks that came out. So, um, which is, you know, I can take one for the team. I'll head into the park and I'll try the new fall snacks or the new cupcake here or whatever (laughs) and take all the pictures we need of it and then write a little article about it. I have no problem doing that. Love to do that. Um, but then, the so, okay. So we started to do that and I started to write those articles. So back in January, um, Corey suggested, Hey, why don't you call those articles Saturday snacks? And I said, sounds great, Corey. I can do that. That's, that's cute little name. Off we go. So I used to back in January, I just started doing little, um, articles every now and again, it was like every other week, um, highlighting one of the Disney snacks. Well, then the temporary closure happened. And so I would get to, well, Well, it was temporary. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what they called it. So that's what I'll call it. But, um, so all of a sudden I had an, you know, a column, an article, Saturday snacks and no snacks. And so I started hunting down Disney recipes. And so now every Saturday During the week, at some point in time, I will choose a Disney recipe or a Disney-inspired recipe or a Disney-adjacent recipe and um, and whip that up in my kitchen and document the whole enchilada and take all the pictures. I look incredibly ridiculous in my camera taking minute pictures of all these things that I'm trying to make and um, and then I'll sit down and and tell the readers exactly how the adventure went uh, and it goes up on uh, disneyinfo.com every Saturday morning and it's Saturday snacks and then I'll let you know what we're making or baking or creating uh, that that week and it's been it's been a lot of fun I am in no way a professional baker chef cook. I have cooked for my family for years, but, um, you know, to, to okay reviews, (laughs) but, um, this is a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun to be able to communicate with the the readers who are reading, who are throwing in their two cents worth and getting to celebrate, um, how things go. So one of my recent, and I have show and tell, I brought show and tell, I hope that was okay. So, um, one of the recent recipes that we did for Saturday snacks was the Grand Floridian's chocolate chip cookie. I love a Toll House cookie. I will whip up Toll House cookies on a random Tuesday afternoon because it makes everything better. So this was from the word go, a different kind of recipe. You're using confectioner's sugar rather than granulated sugar, the whole nine yards, just very, very different. And it produced a very different cookie. As you can see, it doesn't mm-hmm. look anything like a Toll House cookie. This um, is a batch that I whipped up the other evening just because I wanted some chocolate chip cookies. But um, it is so good. And so many of the readers have reached out to say, oh my gosh, I've made this. Like Jackie has made it. It's Molly, her daughter's favorite. Like it's it's just one of those really, really cool things that's happened. And so some of the recipes go really well for Saturday snacks and then (laughs) others like this past Saturday's um, California grill uh, chocolate pudding cake doesn't go as well as you would want it to. Um, But that's part of the fun with Saturday snacks is we're trying to connect with Disney at home. This was born out of necessity that we can't get to the Disney parks Mm. to try their snacks. So let's try to connect here at home with a little bit of Disney. And I'm actually making something for this Saturday that is served in one of the Walt Disney World restaurants currently. So I'm excited to try that for this Saturday. We'll see how that goes. But I have a question for you, Denny. Have yeah. you are you doing a thing where you do like a trial run and then you make it for when you're gonna do the pictures and write the article or you're just doing it once? No. It's we're doing oh, it. Yeah, we're doing it once and it's me in my kitchen and 
um, and just taking all the pictures and trying to document. And I'm really open. I try to be really open and honest in the article. If it doesn't go well, yeah. um, at first I'm tempted, like <laughs> when last Saturday's cake, I'll just spoiler alert. If you've not read it, it did not come out of the pan. Um, <laughs> it came out of the pan in chunks. I should say that it was in chunks and that ugly cake was laying on that plate. And I thought, I'm not taking a picture of this. I am not showing this to anyone. No one needs to see this because I am embarrassed by this thing. And, and my husband helped talk me through it. And I just thought, and I said a little prayer and like, okay, whatever, we're going to go with it. Cause that's what happens in kitchens. Right. I this mean, is we, the, this is the story of the movie, Julie and Julia. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> that's just a little microcosm every Saturday, Disney inspired of Julie and Julia. We tried to do this one time. Yeah. We tried to make cannabis cheddar cheese soup. Yep. Yep. That is every day. It took all day. Uh -huh. Every pot and pan in the house was dirty. Yep. And it was horrifyingly bad. Jenny, <laughs> yeah. where are you getting your recipes from? Are you getting them out of a book or nope. online? So I am careful to make sure that it is something that is officially released, at least in part by Disney. So I want the Disney recipes. I've got Disney cookbooks, but I don't have permission to uh, broadcast those recipes. Those are for those. Those are for the, the publication. You want the recipe, you buy the cookbook. So I am scouring the internet. I know just about every recipe that Disney has put out by this point, because I have, I've gone all the way back to, to 2013 and, and, and tried to make sure, you know, just to glean some of the new and the different recipes that are out there. So uh, it's a lot of fun. So, cool. so come on, come on by. If you're looking for something to do on Saturday morning, head to Disneyinfo.com. Check it out. It goes, it goes up right around 10 o'clock every Saturday. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Denny. Let's move on to Julie. Julie, what have you got oh. for us? Um, okay. So I was going to talk about my kids first, <laughs> just because they have been quarantining and also sort of become little entrepreneurs. Well, especially Finley. Um, she is a slime making queen. She has taken over the bar area in our home, um, with permission, of course. And I took $20 just this week and went to the dollar store at her request and loaded up on shaving cream and lotions and shampoos. And apparently slime is really big in the preteen market, like making it, <laughs> buying it, playing with it. So anyway, um, she's become quite good at that and we're proud of her. Um, and then Can you make it with shaving cream, shaving cream. Um, she uses sometimes just school glue, either white or clear. Um, she uses, she, um, like saline solution, you know, for contacts, mm -hmm. that is a really great, like bonding or activating agent, like right at the end for certain slimes. Um, she calls it Celine to make it sound. <laughs> <laughs> more than one and so now I have been killing Celine and <laughs> So it's not saline anymore. <laughs> I could just imagine her being like, Mother, could you go to the store and get me saline? No, saline, like Celine Dion. I'm like, <laughs> you know. There's more than one kind of slime? Yes, there's uh, cloud slime. There is galaxy slime. There are clear slimes. There are not clear slimes. You can add glitter. We do food coloring. I mean, there's a whole market, Kevin. I mean, and I'm glad she's making her own. And I'm not actually having to buy the already made slime. I much prefer her to make her own. You know, do you have a place in your house where you're doing this? Is it like a court yes. desk? Yeah, in the bar. Yeah. She said that you weren't paying I wasn't paying attention. So she have a collection or is yeah. she giving this away? Collection. She's given some away to her little best friend, but um, I bought her some little jars on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> they are specifically for storing slime and they have a label and she can write her name of her slime on it. Um, do you know you can buy a tiny house on Amazon? Yes. <laughs> And have it delivered. Uh, I want to like, I want to build a tiny home, like community in the backyard. We can put like Corey's parents in one and my parents in one. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. But anyway, you don't you know, have to build them. You can order them. <laughs> um, Ferris is not creating anything, but um, his gaming skills are on point. He is a big fan of the Nintendo Switch, just like Kevin, but he plays everything Mario. So Mario Odyssey, Kart. Um, party, which is like competitions against either other people or the computer itself. Um, 
he has beat Bowser so many times in Odyssey. He has traveled to like every kingdom. You can hear him in there. He tells he's like, Mom! And I'm just like, way to go, Because he's like, Look, really? I'm two rooms away. I'm like, I can't see anything. <laughs> um he's obsessed with anything for Kevin. Only <laughs> John kills zombies. But I'm very different taste. Like I would not want to be killing things and I much prefer him to do this sort of competition, yeah. you know. Um, more kid oriented for sure right exactly um so he very much enjoys that and he thinks he's gonna marry princess peach so (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to break that to him sooner or later that you don't marry cartoon characters but that's okay um and then (laughs) um of course Corey has also been creating and his bikes so gen x bikes is his little hobby that he's been doing um and then for myself once quarantine started for me having to become teacher and mother and do everything at home for everyone all the time, I started getting up super early in the morning to do my workouts. You guys know that I love fitness. I'm all about being in shape and wanting to be at the best level of fitness by the time I turned 40, which I accomplished. Yay me. Um, and so it's just getting up, having a few hours to myself, I eat breakfast, I work out, I try to read every time I sit down to eat. So I have read a lot of books. There's a book on my kitchen table at all times now. (laughs) Um, But I really have enjoyed just sort of kind of learning about myself a little more. And I know this sounds very cliche because I just turned 40, but I just feel like a whole different person, like a rebirth sort of. And I'm trying to just educate myself, unlearn, relearn, like all sorts of things. But I've really been into biographies. So I have read Michelle Obama's Becoming. Um, I read JVN's book. I think it's called. Yeah, Aunt. I just read that too. So good. Like I want to give it to someone to read. Ooh, and then. Uh, say that again, Julie. I'm sorry. Jonathan Van Ness. Jonathan Van Ness. He's one of the new like Queer Eye guys. He has the Is long he hair. With the long hair? Yes, he looks like Jesus. <laughs> um, but. And I've read um, Busy Phillips' book, which is, um, this is only going to hurt a little. I'm trying to think. I'm reading Reese Witherspoon's little whiskey in a teacup book, which is kind of about Southern life and living with recipes and different things in it, which is sort of a fun escape book. Whereas everything else I've been reading recently is kind of serious. So it's kind of nice to escape that. But um, recently I started making jewelry, guys. And I made this. Oh. Oh, pretty. It's a shell I found on a shark tooth and I just sort of twisted it together. And this isn't actually, I'm, it's a gift to Taylor, but I wore it today because I love it so much. <laughs> you had oh, to try it out first. Try them all out first and make sure they look nice. But um, we've all found like little creative outlets. And um, actually the 16th is going to be a year since my brother Douglas died. And I feel like it's just been, I've had a transformation sort of. Because reading is a hard thing. And I feel like reading and putting effort into myself helped channel so much of that. And I'm thankful so much to Beachbody On Demand. (laughs) Because it really was truly how I worked through it, for sure. And with the help of a book called I Wasn't Ready to Say Goodbye, which I found on Amazon. It was a gift from someone. And it's a great book. I've actually sent it to a few people who have lost loved ones of their own. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cried. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Julie, for sharing that. We appreciate it. All right, let's move on to Rhino. Rhino, what about you? What do you want to share with folks? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, a, a quarantine, like Julie said, has been a great time to uh, find out stuff about yourself. You know, I it's I it's been no secret that I struggle with uh, anxiety. You know, and I understand that more and more the older I get. And so this was a great uh, learning experience about stuff because I didn't know about that anxiety like cloud thing that can happen to you i thought something was wrong with me um because i was struggling to concentrate and get like any sort of like remedial tasks done and i've been reading about that a lot more and stuff and it it just has to do with like some anxiety stuff so um but i have been like all over the place with stuff so i can't sit and do like one thing i have to keep moving from like thing to thing so um i've been reading a lot i've been doing um I read a bunch of books. I read I read the Jonathan Van Ness book. Um, I read a couple. I reread a, one of my favorite books called How I Paid for College, and then I read the sequel of that book. And then um, 
I my comic book local comic book shop ships, so I've been just starting to catch up on comic books. So um, I, I wait for like till I have like ten issues to read because I can't read them oh, one wow. issue at a time. I need the arc. I need the arc and stuff. Um, I've been painting. I brought some of the stuff to show you. I've been doing like I I like to paint, but so I've been trying a new way of painting where like I spray paint the background, <laughs> so it's like different colors and stuff. That's and, uh, great. Darkwing Duck one. Um, I wrapped this one up because I'm going to keep it for myself, though. I did this Scooby-Doo one. You can kind of see here. Last, I, I'll I'll do this at like 11 o'clock at night, and I'll paint till like 2 in the morning. I, did, I started this one last night. What's this? Thor. Thor says gay rights. This is not going to be how it ends up there, but that's just a start. Um, I'm doing an art swap with a friend of mine, so he, he did this amazing... Um, uh, hook painting for me from one of my favorite shots of the movie when Robin Williams and Rufio, when Peter and Rufio are face to face with the sword in between them. And so I'm saying, I mean, I'm working on this because he said he liked Scrooge McDuck a lot. So I'm going to add like coins and stuff like that. He's diving. Here. I love it. <laughs> I, I st I've been writing stuff a lot. So I'm working on a couple of uh, stories uh, and, um, you know, I did the puppet show. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Here's my puppets. Here's one of Artie. Here's one so of Rocket. Sweet. So I got these. I I do like, uh, I don't know. We have a movie club I like to do. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I, I like to create. I'm that same way, but I'm, I'm, I'm working in a very limited space where I am. I don't have a yard I can go outside in or anything like that. So yeah. I, I struggle with some things like there are there are projects I want to start. And so we have been looking for a house. But right now, this market is insane. Like a house will be listed on Thursday and it'll be sold by Friday. So it, it, it and it'll have like 10 offers on it. So it is been a very up and down journey through that um we were so close we thought we had one and then we found out this morning we didn't get it so um that's a little bit of a bummer but i just i'm i just i don't know i'm just kind of looking for to try like new stuff and mm -hmm. in like creative ways so that's like that painting thing i i got the idea for the spray painting from an artist i was following he started doing instagram um, tutorials about how he makes art and I was like oh this is cool so he like does the image and like he goes over it with like a sharpie and then you can spray paint experiment with like spray paint or spinning paint or something like that on it and then that way you can still see where you left your line from the original drawing and then go back in and paint over it and stuff and so I was like I'm gonna try that so I, I I'll do like five and then not finish any of them for like six months and then get back to it and stuff. So that was what I said. I'm tired of having canvases and paint everywhere. So I, I'm trying to just get rid of them and I'll, I'll do uh, stuff like that. I don't know about you guys, but I know you brought up Amazon and stuff, but my like salvation right now is getting random stuff in the mail. Like that, like yes. I will try and it's not like drunk shopping or anything like that but i'll i'll do something where i want to sprinkle enough along that every now and then a package will come and it's not like a bill or anything like that and so like my best friend lives in milwaukee and we've been doing we've been surprising each other with mail delivery so i sent her like um 50 in junk food from amazon fresh and so she got like a and, and she's immunocompromised so she really really can't leave the house and so like we've been just like ordering each other stuff but then we've kind of forgotten because some of it comes from etsy and it takes like a month and like something will come in the mail and i'll be like what is this like <laughs> well, the, new, the new thing with amazon right is that there's a lot of stuff that's still prime or comes yeah. overnight but then there's these things that don't that you sort of have to order them and you don't know when they're going to come so it's always like the doorbell rings and kevin's like is it for you or for me <laughs> and yeah. then it's okay let's go open it together and see what we got yeah so and if you've noticed this is the first podcast in a while that we haven't got an Amazon delivery. I know. Well, knock wood. We're almost done. We <laughs> haven't delivered yet. Um, anything else, Rano, you want to add? No, that's a, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of, uh, it, it's all over the place because it is amazing how unproductive I feel every day when I go to sleep. And then sometimes we'll go by and I'll be like, look at what I read, did the videos I've made, the things I've done. And I, right. so I feel like I just want to say, you know, for anybody that feels that way, that's like a normal thing to feel during this time you know it can feel that way when you can't leave or communicate with people in person that you're not doing anything worth anything but you are you're worth a lot so keep going There's so many things that we think about it's like okay we got to do this project in the house or this project in the house and then you look back and go well guess what we did other stuff so you can't put that pressure on yourself i'm going okay something happened 
<laughs> Very Blair Witch. All right. I know we're running a little bit late, but I want to make sure that we have Craig and Craig gets to talk about what he's doing and uh, the thing that's interesting him most during quarantine. So take it away, Craig. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I am not going to go into that stuff as much just because I don't really have anything of interest to share. So I'm going to, I'm going to swing us back around and end on Disney stuff. The, uh, and I only have two quick things. The first thing is I'm going to have a video releasing probably on Saturday. Uh, that's a little bit different than things that we've done before. It's actually a, a Lego build. If you're on our Patreon, uh, uh, site, then you have already seen the first cut of it, but then I had to add in a little bit at the end once it goes public because uh, our friends at Lego and uh, specifically my friend Megan at Lego, she gave us a, an extra set that we get to give away to Ooh. anyone who's uh, watching. So you're going to, I'm not going to tell you now how you're going to get the set. Only one person's going to get it, not everyone, but gonna, there's going <laughs> to be a giveaway. You get a set. No, 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 no Oprah stuff. Uh, None of that going on here. But uh, no, we are going to be giving away the one set. And so you'll have to wait until that video comes out to to find out how this might become yours. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, it's very exciting. So we have, so what did you build? I apologize. Your picture on my screen is very small. Oh, I forgot I you. See. Yeah. You guys are also, I'm looking at the camera that's in front of me up here this way, but you're in this one over here. So it is a, uh, Lego brick heads, the Mandalorian set. So it's like, it's almost like Lego's version of Funko pops in a way. Cause they kind of have big heads and it's, a. Uh, it's wow. uh, the Mandalorian and then a baby Yoda, which is really, it's really cool. It's, it was a fun little build that took us about 40 minutes and it was a good time. And then the other set that we have waiting for us to build, because this one was a test to see like, how do people like watching you sit down and do a remedial task, like build Legos? It's, <laughs> it's very, very boring, even when you speed it up. And so I wanted to get feedback on what people kind of thought about what they would want to see from it. And so now the next thing we're going to tackle is that uh, we showed it on the show a while back ago that uh, Rhino in particular thought it was the hideous, the Mickey and Minnie. Uh, I didn't say Lego hideous. Set. I said it was scary. Yeah. I, I believe you said it was absolutely the worst thing in the world that you had ever seen. So no. uh, I don't, I don't remember exactly <laughs> though. I don't, I don't have you uh, verbatim at words on that one, but yeah, so we're going to, we're going to tackle that one next. And I don't know how long it'll take to put that together and then put the video together on it, but it will be available Soon to watch at youtube.com slash disunplugged where you're watching this. And then uh, the other thing that I was going to mention, which you guys can't see, so I apologize. I'm sure you already saw the photos of it, though. But this had me very excited this morning. And that's that the uh, the prisms uh, have been installed back at Epcot in front of Spaceship Earth that were very, removed very exciting. how long ago. And so exciting. It they should never have been taken out. They shouldn't have. And it just looks so beautiful. The the three video photos, not videos, sorry, photos that uh, Zach Ridley, an Imagineer, shared was just so, so cool. as like showing it daytime, uh, kind of dusk or morning. I'm not sure which one it was, but I, I am just so excited for this whole area to get finished because, you know, it's uh, the Epcot that was planned before everything happened here seemed like it was going to be just incredible and now of course we're facing uh the obvious in front of us that it's not going to look exactly like they they had planned it for but at least some stuff like this front entrance area is going to be uh completed like it was supposed to and be restored back to this glorious entrance for the park so i am i was so blown away by how good that looks i can't wait to see it in person is that going to be a fountain craig like it used to be yeah i believe it's going to be just basically yeah the prism's going to be up and then the fountain's going to be there and it's going to look like look like the the days the good old days which i don't even remember now at this point it's been gone for so long that i can't like i've just realized i don't have a memory of it before they they took it out which i do which is wild yeah i've done a lot of things to my memory over the years so mostly 
Yeah. Legos. Yeah. Mostly Legos. Yeah. I'll destroy your brain. <laughs> don't don't I eat had Lego Legos, sets. but it was all Frank Lloyd. I had Legos, but oh. it was all Frank Lloyd Wright building. <laughs> oh no, Eli builds those ones too. I speaking of Legos though, he just got that there I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it is the most incredible Lego set I have ever seen. It is the Nintendo one. And it's like an original Nintendo system and you build it and it's the exact size, but the cartridge, you build a cartridge and the cartridge goes in mm-hmm. it. It it does the spring inside of it. It closes and you build a little TV that it plugs into like, and the screen, there's a little thing you like <laughs> do the thing on the screen and Mario jumps up and down and goes through the scene. It is the, it is one of those <laughs> things where I was like, I don't build the Legos. He does it. He, he loves them, but. I, that is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I know a mom who was up at like 2 a.m. when they released that set who yeah, bought it for her that. 13-year-old son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm winning the cool mom award today. <laughs> oh, no, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, I was like, I want them to do more of this stuff because then I'll be like, yeah, it, it really makes neat. what I do with Power Ranger stuff seem less, less intrusive on our home. Craig, <laughs> <laughs> did you have anything else? Nope. I don't want to cut you off. All done. Excellent. All right, guys, thank you so much for that conversation. I hope everybody home enjoyed it. I know I did. I liked hearing from everybody and sort of not being the typical what's going on at Disney type of thing. I thought it made for a nice little break. So thank you guys for participating in that. Thank you, everybody at home for listening and watching. That'll do it for our show.